Hey, I'm Jeff, and this is LGBTQ&A. If you like our show, please subscribe and leave a comment on iTunes. Specifically, leaving a comment on iTunes is one of the biggest ways you can help our show to grow. Today, Katya is here. If you don't know, Katya is an amazing drag queen. And if you do know, you know how completely brilliant and funny she is. We talk about her new TV show coming out, as well as her history of drug use and then sex work. It's a super interesting and fun conversation. But before we get to it, don't forget that Fall TV is here. And our old home at AfterBuzz TV is recapping all of your favorite shows. So check them out there. All right. Without further ado, here's Katya. Okay, hello, hello. Are you, can you hear me, Carol? One, two, three, testing, testes, testicles, balls, dicks, ass, assholes, prolapse, fissures, hemorrhoids. Perfect. James. <laughs> okay, tell me how to pronounce your last name. Zamoloch. So in Russian, this is boring, so just take a nap for a second. In Russian, there is a very clear emphasis on one syllable in almost every single word in the language. But when you say it, uh, and there's a lot of consonant clusters, and there are a lot of schwa sounds, which which means uh. Every a lot of vowels become uh if they don't have the emphasis. But the emphasis is always on a word or on a, on a syllable that you wouldn't intuitively think of in English. That's why in English all Russian words are pronounced incorrectly. But so zamolochkova is zamolochkova, but you say zamolochkova. So has any interviewer ever got it right? No, but it doesn't matter. Who cares? Just call me, just fucking call me Katie. <laughs> Jeffrey, Joanne, Elizabeth, masters, masters of sex. I'm going to record a song right now. I, I, after this, after this, a Christmas song with Trixie, but I don't think it's going to work because it was supposed to be silent. I thought it was going to be night before Christmas, but she sent me the music for silent night. And I don't think those two can go together, but we'll figure it out later. I don't want to bore you. Um, you want to talk about queer shit. I, I want to talk about any, anything and everything. Okay, great. Well, okay, well, let's stick on Trixie because you have the new show coming out. Oh, let me plug. I'm not only the president of Hair Plugs for Men, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a client. <laughs> um, okay, November 15th, that's in, talk about math, that's in like almost three weeks. Yes. Um, we have a show coming out on Viceland, which is a television channel on the television. Right, and television it's not channel. all in drag, right? Um, no, no, there, we do man on the street. We do classical traditional man on the street stuff. But in my case, it's like dying man, dying cancerous math teacher on the street. Cause I look so skinny and bad and it's okay. It's okay. I'm growing. I already, I came from the gym and I came from the, look at that. You guys can't stay at home, but feel it. Look, whoa, whoa. I'm tapping those. <laughs> no, with Jason Wimberly, who is a Wimber woman, Wimber woman, like Wonder Woman, except he's got a dick and balls. He is a Wimber woman and he trains the fuck out of me and I love him so much. Oh, wow. Just right down the street. It was five minutes away. Wait, wait. Tell me more about the show, though. So okay. there is Man on the Street 15th, as well. Viceland, Channel on TV, me and Trixie, the Trixie and Katya show. Her name came first because we thought it was important. We both agreed on it. I'm not going to fight it. It doesn't matter. Because if it fails, it's her fault. And um, so we are, it, it's a, a continuation and a development of the web show we had on Wow Presents Network, which is called U-N-H-H-H-H. And that is a great show. And we brought the same editors over to the television program and the television program is going to be different because it has to be different for TV. The internet is a very strange place and it's a free place and you can put up whatever you want to on the internet as long as it doesn't say the n-word or other kind of stuffs but it maybe even could I don't know. Um, and so but when you when when in advertisers and networks get involved that means that means real feelings and money which complicates stuff and you can't do whatever you want. So it's like it it, it should be great. I think I've watched 
a lot of it already and I like it, but I'm me and I can't have an objective opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah, but so for your web series un, un uh-huh. yeah, whatever. Um my favorite parts were like the weird parts. Did you sure, have to censor course. yourself for the TV show? Um no 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 no. No censorship. We actually ended up having to censor ourselves or uh for the web show because of YouTube's new rules on censorship and advertising revenue and all this stuff in clicks. So basically I don't know how it is. My guess would be that you can't get enough clicks and enough cash if you if you if you continue on saying the words like pussy cunt and gash you know what I mean like that kind of thing wait is gash a thing no but I do oh, okay. with cash oh, okay I should make sure <laughs> Varla Jean Merman said you want to touch this gash wait if you want to touch this gash you better have cash <laughs> or something like that I should make sure I'm following uh, yeah. gotcha gotcha did, okay. you, did you you and Trixie met on Drag Race did you have yep. this kind of amazing chemistry nope. right away nope really no it was forged the fire of druidic ritual <laughs> no, um, we met and drag race, but because she lasted very little time there, she's a loser, loser, two time loser. She lost twice. Um, I was there almost the whole day. I only missed one day, bitch. I only missed two days. She she got she went home and got to fuck her stupid boyfriend and then come back and then be recharged and then lose again. <laughs> and I'm starting to be so happy for me putting it that way. Um, but we became friends afterwards, and then it was like we realized I was like, oh. We both have similar goals and we both like our our brains kind of like like hang out in the same neighborhoods most of the time and we also really love comedy and like uh, we like she loves she loves comedy more than I do I think um no no, she loves comedy and music. I like comedy and gymnastics, but I don't like gymnastics anymore. So never mind. Um anyways, she we became fast friends and like because when you're on a parallel track with somebody I had the benefit of Drag Race to tow me along. She did it all by herself, bitch. Released an album. Uh, did two one-woman solo shows. Toured them all around the world. Learned 1,600 instruments. Or actually, she didn't learn 1,600 instruments. She just happened to know them already. She's such an idiot. She was like, oh, I do drag. And, and, and I've never incorporated all these other fucking skills that I have. Like playing the guitar and the auto harp and all this crap. And she's an incredible songwriter. And it's yeah, she's like a, a tour de force. I hope she fucking wins All Stars three so bad. I think she's like she's the fan favorite so far. Yeah, and that's a tough spot to be in. To be honest, that's not a good spot to be in. You want to be the underdog. Like I've studied. I mean, I've watched every episode of this goddamn show. I've been on it twice. Like I love it and know it at like the back of my hand. Um, but but she hopefully you're. It's out of your hands. That's the beauty of it. You go, you do your best, and then bitch, you move on. And then you then you do your little stupid sh- shit on social media. You you post. You, I I spread my legs and I love it. And I talk to people online. But you just you live your best life and you hope it turns out for the best. What else can you do? And whether she wins a show or not, you still have your TV show. Two bitch. Oh, sorry. Am I screaming? No, you're okay, fine. Okay. Two. Wait, um, you have two shows? Well, All Star. She's got two shows. All Stars three and Vice Lands. Yes, that's wild. Actually, it's wild and crazy. Quick sidebar. I am going to leave a fucking sweat print on this goddamn wicker chair because my ass is out of control. It is so gross. My ass is so disgusting. It is so sweaty no matter what. I Speaking of queer issues, I'm not a bottom very much. Like, I don't... That's just my proclivity, my preference. Um, but I... Uh, I and I thank God for that because my ass is a fucking downtrodden Louisiana bayou filled with alligators that will bite your fucking dick off. I would like to I would like to state for the record, given my my storied past, that I am currently not under the influence of any illegal narcotics in the state of California, and that's a fucking fact. That is not fake news, bitch. You want to talk about fake news? You want to talk about Sebastian Gorka literally spewing evil from his mouth in the form of untruths and lascivious, not lascivious, but but uh, malicious 
pieces of misinformation. He is a modern day demon. Yeah, he catch is. it, girl. Catch it. Oh, wait, wait. So tell me this. Is it weird to be doing um, your Russian character now with Russia in the news so much? Oh, it sucks. I mean, just, you know what? I missed my whole, I slept through that 24-hour news cycle where those fucking Russian hookers pissed on some bed. I uh, pissed queen since the jump. Russian drag queen since the jump. And then I sleep through the 24-hour news cycle that was literally the pinnacle of my stupid satirical career. I am such an idiot. But I, you know what? I, I hate it because, but my character was never about being Russian. It was about being confident. What, as an American, what voice would you use for your confident voice if you had no confidence? Russian, obviously. They all sound like they're angry. They all sound like they know exactly what they're talking about. And they all sound like they're a little bit sad about it, so you know it's the truth. Do you know what I mean? Like, that is real. Like, You know, it sounds like... Yeah, it may not be fun, but she knows what she's talking about. And so that's it. I, I that's mean, it. Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong, but I would argue that you're not even making fun of Russia. You're actually no, celebrating it. No, it's never it. about Russia. I, I know. The only thing I know about Russians is I love Russian pop and I love Alapukachova. And I could go, I could talk to the cows come home to an actual Russian who's maybe like 50, 45, whatever. But don't you actually love Russian pop culture? I do. Well, I love Russian pop music. I love what I, the little I know about Russian pop culture. It's pop culture is the same everywhere. Like OK Magazine is the same in every goddamn country. People magazine is the same old bullshit, same old horse shit. But there are interesting characters in every culture. Like, you know, another, we don't, there's no other share in the world. There's no other share in the world. She is unique. She's actually unique. She's charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent. Because there, there is not a, you know, her whole CV is so incredible and legit. Blah, 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 blah. But Alapugachova is like the, the share Madonna and Barbara combined. Because Russia doesn't have, they all just copy American music. The whole world copies American music, let's be real. And, um, pop music and uh so anyways there was nothing about russian pol i mean russian politics i did re i study russian history and it is brutal and lethal and awful and terrible and horrible and nasty and disgusting i mean and they never really stopped having the cold war they never had a renaissance there is a very interesting thing going on at one point the russian landmass uh, uh, politically spanned 11 time zones at one at one point 11 time zones 11 we have three or whatever with Hawaii and Alaska. It's a little bit more, but I mean, get a grip girl. Have you ever performed there? Never been uh, can, there. Can you even, can you, could you have performed no, there? No, you can. Yeah, oh, really? You can. But it's not like, um, it's a whole different setup. And now, girl, and the former Soviet republics are fucking fucked. This whole right wing tidal wave that we're experiencing in the United States is happening in UK. It's happening in Australia. It's happening in all the, all the English speaking colonies. And it's happening Big time in these um, Caucasus Mountain Muslim uh, countries like uh, Chechnya and Azerbaijan, which I believe is Muslim. Correct me if I'm wrong. I, that, I could very well be wrong about that. But it is um, people are getting literally it's like pogroms all over again. People are getting rounded up for looking too faggy and sissy and fairy and whatever. And uh, God, Lord knows what's happening to them. Apparently a Russian pop star uh, recently with it yesterday, I believe my friend showed me the article in line uh, was uh, rounded up and killed, I believe. I don't know. And, but it, as a, I, I'm like Russian pop from the 90s, so I didn't know this guy. Um, but yeah, oh, it was just, just it's um, it's horrible. And for people, I'm, I'm a sissy. I'm a sissy. I've got gay face. I don't care. I've, it took me 25 fucking years to get over it. I'm 35 now. And, I, you know, it's uh, when you can't hide it, when you're not passable, you're in danger. You're in danger. You know, the, life isn't West Hollywood. This is not life. This is not real life over here. Sunny, hundred degrees, and just faggoty gay queer, queerness all over the place. That's not real life. Do, do you think about that when you're traveling the world too? I do because people look at me. 
And they don't look at me for, I mean, I'm non-threatening. I look like a math teacher. You know what I mean? If I'm in a good mood, like a good math teacher. If a bad mood, one dying of cancer, you know? Um, but you no, know, people look at detox, you know? I love traveling detox um, from Drag Race. I love traveling in the airport with her because I've never felt more invisible in my life. And I cherish that as a, as a gay queer sissy. Because she's like, oh, oh, Charles, did you see the intergalactic intersex sex goddess entertainer clown that's sashaying into the Sky Club right now with neon hair in a, in a matching Gucci onesie with Prada loafers? Like, that is a diva, bitch. Anyways. Do you, do you enjoy touring as much no. as you do? Really? It's the, it's getting there. Teleportation has never looked more attractive. Once you're there, you're Beyonce. There's no th- once you're there, all the shows. Every, I don't care whether it's in the backwoods alley of an Indiana truck stop or on a on a fucking proscenium arch of uh, in the Glasgow, Scotland. Like the the fans are fucking amazing. We do not deserve the adulation we get, and it is over the top, amazing, wonderful for the scrapbook, grandkids, all that shit. All that shit. And that's everywhere. Every single place. Every time. I don't care. I did fucking shit-ass drag shows as a regular drag queen for 10 years before all this. Mama, like, sweating through my cat suits, underpaid, underfed, malnourished, on drugs, like, hanging on by a thread forever, scraping by check to check or fistful of ones to fistful of ones. And it. this is, yeah, it's like, this is amazing. It's it, it, it's a wrinkle in time. No, that's not the right thing. But it, it's a diamond in the rough. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's fleeting and I'm going to enjoy it, but... It is, um, it's the getting there. That sucks. It just sucks. My back is killing me. It's, you can't sleep on a chair. It's just a, it's a mess. And you feel like you're giving the fans 50 to 60 to 70% of what they deserve and what you can, you know what I mean? Because you show up and I don't even drink. I'm not doing it hungover. I don't know how these girls do it. I don't know. How many days of the month are you on the road? I think I was, I thought about it not too long. I think it's probably half, half the year I'm on the road. So it's not more, I'd say 60%. So does that make it hard to have relationships here? Yes, it does. But I have a boyfriend right now. How long has that been? I don't know. Six months I've known him, I think. And then, I don't know, two or three months we've been dating. But we had that thing where it's like, um... I have to remember not to say, say too much about it because I feel like I need to respect his privacy. Um... But um, that's what you get for shacking up with a public figure, kind. Um, uh, but I do love him, and 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 to be perfectly frank and honest, in the interest of not being like not feeding into the mythology of romance in Hollywood, which is very real and very penetrating, I am a thirty-five-year-old man. That's the truth, and I'm a thirty-five-year-old man who is consciously and and enthusiastically indulging in a moment of teenage frivolity. Does that make sense to you? Yes, but why is it frivolous? It's well. There are elements about it that are very frivolous. Like, I I try so hard to maintain a balance between cynicism and optimism. And sometimes it just depends on how much food I've had that day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, have I had a milkshake? Then I'm optimistic or whatever. Um, if I haven't I, had my coffee, then I'm a total con. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. No, I, I didn't say it was bad, but it is frivolous. It, so you're, you said you're 35. Is this your first serious boyfriend? No. My first serious boyfriend was when I was 15 because, and he was not my boyfriend, but I got to tell you about this motherfucker because he's grown up and he's become a completely different person. This motherfucker, Nick, Nick, the trick with the bomb ass dick, he had a fine dick, but that wasn't the point. I fell in love with him. He glowed. Okay. So are you believe in vampires? It doesn't matter. He glowed like, so I met him. 
love at first sight because I've never met another person like this in my life and I won't ever because he's gone. He's changed into a different person. He's even better, but he's straight. Um, he glowed. When, he, when, I, when I saw him coming down the street towards, say, whatever, third to fourth, fifth time I saw him, I saw him in my heart exploded. And your, your stomach became a knot. You know that knot feeling? It's that love, like the love bug. And this was the most important person on earth. It was like everything became black and white and this motherfucker glowed. And he stayed glowing for years, even until my friend, my good girlfriend, dated him. And fell in love with him. And then I had to contend with all the, the fucking homicidal revenge fantasies to watch my two, my the man I was in love with and then my good girlfriend, who I also love very deeply, shack up and be a thing for months, so, for years. So you never dated him? No, but that doesn't, make, that doesn't mean he's not my boyfriend because I just think about it in terms of the, the men that I've been in love with in my life. And I love everybody most times, but I like like because we were saying when we're saying I love you, what we're really saying is I really, 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 really like you, right? Gotcha. I thought you were saying that this man who glowed, who you like pined after, then you dated, and I was like, that is so special. That doesn't special, happen. But he's, yeah, it, the, the the most special thing about it was that it was unrequited. However, it does. I feel like it would be not be slander and um and uh, awful of me to say that. He was so fluid and open and experimental in his sexuality that that added 10 to 15 more attractive points to his thing, which was already at a 10. He, I sucked his dick for the first time when I had motherfucking braces on and I hurt his little dick skin. Not badly, not badly, but enough for him to say, ouch, and I feel so bad. I sucked his dick. It was the first dick I ever sucked with braces. I had braces on 15 and, um, and I kissed him. He was able, he like cuddled with me. This motherfucker was an, is an evolved soul. He is evolved. That motherfucker is evolved. Do you Stupid. know what he's doing now? I know what he's doing. He's married to the most wonderful woman in the world. He is a nerd and he is a hysterical and he's talented. He is a lovely man and I will never forget him for the rest of my life. We haven't talked to him forever, but I did go to his wedding. Oh, wow. He is a special motherfucker. Is he surprised at what you've become? That, that, so. Does that sound rude? A Are you surprised? <laughs> Katya. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think so. I don't know. Who knows? But um, he, uh, yeah, it's so funny. And those are people, you know, the people like, this is the thing about love. And I think when the marriage of I really, 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 really like you and I love you, it, the sweet spot between there is that when you say I love you, you don't expect or even want to hear anything back. Do you know what I mean? That to me is the most special. Like, I know that we all know it's like, I love you. And then if they don't say I love you too, you're like. You know, like Molly and Ghost. Sam would never say he loves me. He just says ditto. Um, you know, we want to hear it back because we want the reassurance. When you're really firm and you're really um, non-attached but super engaged. It's that not the balance between engagement and non-attachment, which is so rare. Um, you say I love you. It makes me almost want to cry. Like you say I love you and you just want them to hear it and that's enough. So I say I love you every day because I, I do. My trainer just got into a, a horrific car accident. He could have died. Like that. So you could die. I mean, I could die on the way out of here. I would be so mad, like swirling in hell, thinking, God damn, I didn't tell him I love you before I died. You know? So are you at that point with your current boyfriend? The I love you or you don't need to oh, hear yeah. back? Oh, yeah. I move quick. Wow. I move fast. I do not have enough time to like mince words or like, you know what I mean? I, I love him. I love, But I also love him. Like, I love you. I just met you. You know what I mean? But I really, 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 really like this guy. That's great. Yeah. And it'll go away. I mean, it always does. He'll die or I'll die. Or we'll both die or we'll lose interest in each other. But for now, I'm like, I'm going to squeeze all the juice out of this fat fucking cow. Has a, have you ever been with a guy where he's called you Katya when you're in bed? Well, yes. But that was a different arrangement. That was like a paid hooker gig where I was in drag. But so if I'm a guy, if I'm a guy 
And they say, no, actually, no. No, I haven't. Because that would be a faux pas. That'd be weird, right? It would be weird. We're like, where's my wig? Like, you want... I have the only guy I've been in bed with who said Katya is another Rue girl, but we're not fucking. Okay. Yeah. Sis, wait, Courtney Axe said it the other day. Sister Dick will make you sick. Ah, it will. It's going to make you wait, sick. Don't what? suck that sister dick. Up. Going back to your, sorry, so on page you would have sex while you were in drag. Uh-huh. Oh, I was wow. a cross-dressing transvestite hooker for like a little bit, part-time moonlighting only. I never did it as a full gig, which is why I think about it fondly, recall it fondly. Um, Because I know the reality, I mean, the reality, let's face it, the reality of, well, the reality of a lot of nine to five uh, sex workers is that it's a job like any other mama. It's working at the bank. It's working at the dry cleaners. It's uh, being a personal assistant. It's doing whatever, whatever. Being a model. Yeah. Um, But so I got to do it. I basically got to fuck men while I was in drag. Men who were extraordinarily handsome. Like, (laughs) like got to, and it it psychologically fucked me up because it got my body used to fucking tens. And I I hate to simplify people enough to quantify them, but I have my own version of 10. Yours is different, whatever. Um, But these motherfuckers were tens and tens, 11s and 12s. And and one guy opened. I opened the door one day when I was in my negligee, and I had my like gross hair on, and it was like so dark. I had one candle in my room, and I opened the door, and I was like, "This guy doesn't look like his picture. He looks like the photoshopped version of his picture. He is." I had to like have a moment where I was like, "Okay, you haven't seen the dick yet. You know what the ass looks like, but." If he, the dick is big, you better prepare for the fact that this is the most attractive man you've ever seen in your life, naked. Like, and, and, and then he was. I was like, this oh, is. Uh, oh, he didn't look like his picture. Oh, he better, was better, better looking. Better, oh, better. that never happens. Oh, never, never. Fairy tale, fairy tale, fairy tale. Yeah, and that happened frequently. And all, and a lot of times, I remember the first guy. His name was AJ. Who knows? I don't think that's his name, but um, the first guy I fucked in this little thirty, uh, age thirty renaissance of sex and drag, and. Um, Funded partially by the them, um, it was like, oh my gosh, the 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 the, the beauty and simplicity of this non this kind of non no strings attached and they were all any strings that were attached were attached to my costume which I then took off you know what I mean later on there was no intimacy there was intimacy but there was no strings it was just pure sometimes it was a transaction sometimes it was for money other times it was just for fun many times it was for fun and. Um, it was this most the most uncomplicated carnal just experience that happened for maybe 10 minutes maybe 45 minutes sometimes we we hung out and did it i fucked this kid in the military he was 22 years old we did it five fucking times smoked cigarettes did breaks did massages no drugs even no drug which is incredible i mean no drugs and then um, just smoking cigarettes, talking. He was a writer. It, he was 22, looked dumb as hell, but was actually secretly smart. It was amazing. Amazing. And the most evolved sense of sexuality, which a lot of these millennials really do have. Were, were these mostly straight men? Straight gay men? identified for the okay. most part. And I was always very curi- uh, curious and careful to not ask questions that challenged their, their ideas in their head that they were fighting with. Talk about A and Q. That's very considerate. Or Q. You know what I mean? Questioning. These men were questioning. And a lot of times they were they were perturbed and they were, it, they were on edge because once they got that nut, it was time to bust. Like, I mean, I, this is part of my vulgarity, but I remember not even finishing wiping off the semen from my face when this man's tires hit rubber, you know, when rubber hit the road outside and a screech and he was off like back to his wife or whatever. And um, because they get freaked out because they're so propelled by this taboo fantasy. Then once the, the fantasy is somewhat satisfied or, or the fire is, uh, you know, is squashed, they're like, who the fuck am I? What did, what did I do? What does this mean? 
I wonder if it even like messed them up in the head because you're such like a beautiful woman. Oh, cool. Give me a break. I mean, no, I mean, a, that. you put a thank you, but you put a wig on a fire hydrant. There'll be a, a, a line down the brock, uh, down the brock, Kelly the brock. Um, you know what I mean? Like, a man had the audacity to say that I I was 100 percent passable that he would never know I was not a woman on the street, and I was like, uh. I was like. You need to have your cataracts and your glaucoma looked at because you're insane. But I appreciate it. No, I'm, I'm saying like, when people talk about you, they say like, what a beautiful woman you are. I, I mean, I like, was, were you surprised by how pretty you were with um, makeup? No, because I reinforce it. I also plant that seed into people's minds. Whenever I introduce myself, I say, hello, I'm a beautiful woman. How are you? And that just people are just like, okay, yeah, I can deal with that. <laughs> no, I, I, I like this. I like to say I'm a beautiful woman, that I'm a biological woman, that I was a woman from birth, that I have a pussy and a vagina. And and I and I'm surprised that there hasn't been a, like a little bit of irritation with that, just in terms of like the very kind of uh, touchy argument between what a real woman is. But that's what I'm obviously taking the piss at. Um, and, but it's and it's not to like it's not to like make fun of the the struggles of being a woman or trying to are trying to like advocate for your own womanhood when people are actively trying to deny it, whatever. Um, but yeah, I. I I I had a I had a a benefit to me that I was like a white girl who was pretty and thin, and then I so it was like a buyer's or seller's market or whatever you call it, and it, supply and demand was such that I was able to attract these guys who, I mean, are so attractive. Like, but then that, that fucked me up because then it's like my dick became used to a certain thing, and then also adding intimacy to the fire was like, oh whoa, it was so foreign for me to like. To, to shock up with a guy who was like, I like you. Like, I think you were, I think your brain is so interesting and I want to hear what you have to say, like every word. Like, I don't ever want to like miss a word that you say, which is, I mean, amazing. And then also I find you attractive sexually, but I can't negotiate the combination of these two. And that's such a signal of like homosexual neurosis. That's really, that is like so common with gay men. I can't fuck them if I respect them. That's the big plague. Right? That's so terrifying. How were you finding these men, or were they finding you? Behind the dumpster every day from 2 to 2.45 p.m. No, I lived, I lived in, I lived above the drag slash trans bar, trans hooker bar that I worked at. So I was literally the lady in the window with my, like, Rapunzel, Rapunzel, come, I'll grease up this, this braid, you just slide right up. And I, it was amazing. And also Craigslist girl, I was the Craigslist queen. Gotcha. Was this before Drag Race? It was, yes, a Drag Race, you have to trade what, you have to trade stuff in. You can't have it all. I'm sorry, I'm right here to tell you that if you're a man and a woman, you cannot have it all. I was not able to continue the shenanigans afterwards because A, there was no way in hell I was getting a drag at 11 a.m. for $200, no ma'am. And then um, it just became impossible. Like all the gigs are just fans. They're not, they're not like the, the guys who love the girls. They don't lurk. And if they do, they're not patient enough to wait around. So... Oh, I gotcha. Oh, wh- you know. What is your policy on sleeping with fans? Mm. Okay, so number one, we've already covered Sister Dick will make you sick. Um, sleeping with fans, I'm happy to sleep with a fan as long as they can, as long as they, w- this is the only thing that, the only, the only thing that you have to try to, to, to discover or to suss out, which can be very difficult, is that, are, Mama, are you attracted to my body and my face regardless of the drag race thing? Because I understand that people, I think most of the time people are like, oh, I think she's cool or I think she's funny or goofy and I think that I'd like to hang out with her. And then they meet me and I have this like very sexual energy, especially in drag. And I, like if, I'll, if a boy is cute, I will be like, may I touch your ass? And I'll, and I'll fucking knead it like bread dough. And I'm just inappropriate. And um, 
I, and I'll be very handsy because my meet and greets are literally hugging people. I hug out like a 200 people in a row or whatever. You know, that's like a meet and greet. And, um, and so I get very, I get very like turned on or whatever. Well, not turned on, like I have a boner, but you know, um, if a guy is hot, I'm going to tell him and also going to hug him a little too long, you know? So, but they need to figure out if they're attracted to me out of drag because I'm not, I'm not Quasimodo, but I know I'm, and I'm not Brad Pitt. So there is a gray area. And a lot of times because of that, I'm in the middle, people are like, oh yeah, I'm attracted to you, but it's really just my personality. And then they can't get a boner in bed. And then there I am feeling all rapey and shit. Which I don't, I have a very hard time having sex with someone who can't maintain an erection. Because that's, I don't know if you're turned on. Like, it's, with guys, it's so simple. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I've been turned on and just didn't have an erection. But most, if I'm ready to go, she's rock hard. Yeah. You know? That's why I carry a, a, a satchel full of Viagra. I'm just kidding. Um, you mentioned your, like, past of drug use. That's, yeah. like, the weirdest phrasing. No, um, and it's, it's, you know, it's the past, present, and future, to be honest. Oh, really? Absolutely. You don't, it's not, a, it's never in the past. If you're, if you're a tried and true drug addict, you are, um, it's your past, present, and future. So is there ever a time, so are you confident in your sobriety now, or is it still a quote-unquote um, struggle? I'm, con- I'm confident today, and that's literally all, that's all, you know, it sounds a bit grim, for, especially for people who are not addicts or not alcoholics or not, like, Food or sex, blah, 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 blah. but sobriety is like, I mean, sobriety is like uh, always tenuous and always um, you can one again only ever feel firm in their sobriety in the actual moment, in the present moment. It's like, okay, well, number one, are you sober now? Are you not on that thing? Um, you do you gain skills, tools, patterns, and relationships over longer periods of sobriety that help to in to help sustain it. But you, I mean, I'm, listen, I've I've been into all these meetings for for um for years or just for long enough to to hear all the stories i was 20 years and then i picked up i was i've been i was sober for 20 years and then i had a drink and and, you know there's all it can happen randomly it's it's unfortunate if the benefits of being sober weren't so incredible it would be the ultimate tragedy in the ultimate um what do you call a disease that's um there's acute and then something else um, I forget what it is, uh, but the, a disease that is like you have acute pneumonia one time, but then you have like ongoing um, whatever. So it's you always you wake up a drug addict every day. That's my point, and you have to treat it every single day, every day. It's like literally, it's like um, it's like having um, diabetes. I would say you have to take your insulin shot, or you will die. And, and like stability is like a big factor in like maintaining sobriety. Yeah. Was getting on the show and becoming suddenly famous horrible, and well, really? horrible. The worst thing you could ever do. Because it also, not only getting famous, it like it, um, the combination of I became completely untethered from a very consistent routine of excellent recovery in relationships and um, patterns. Bitch, I was a fucking uh, registered yoga teacher doing yoga five times a week. Um, excellent like it's starting with the masters of yoga. I mean I was like really into it study for 10 years the masters of theoretical yoga philosophy and practice in Boston like Barbara Baina is like a she is literally the teacher's teacher's teacher and she was it, it was like whatever you get the idea and then going to three or four meetings a week of um, different 12 step program and all that stuff and then daily contact with a you have a sponsor in some meetings and I don't know if I'm talking too much about this you have to be anonymous but um, the basically Things were excellent, but I was not going anywhere. I was not going anywhere. I actually like, you know, I wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't, it was easy. That was the, the ideal environment, you know? Um, and also I didn't have any money. 
Didn't have any money. No money. Drugs well, are expensive. I always wonder that. Like, how did you afford all of the drugs? I sold twenty thousand dollars from the shop that I worked at. Twenty thousand? Yeah. Well, like eight, I think it was eighteen or something. I paid it back though. It's bad. And that's just so much money to spend on drugs. Well, yeah, I was addicted. I am addicted to crystal meth. Um, like that's more than like I'll pay for rent this year. Yeah. I hope this doesn't sound judgy at all. I I'm just like fascinated. drug shaming me for paying too much for drugs. <laughs> I wish you I can't believe you didn't get a that. bargain. They didn't have a fucking punch card. What kind of dealer did you have? Oh, we're going in Jewish territory, huh? No, no, no. I'm just like curious. It's like that's just like a lot of money to spend. Well, listen, I mean. I also not all the money I stole I used for, I used a lot for rent I used a lot for like other kinds of drugs no. um, you know and I, I actually financed some pageants some of the girls pageants with some stolen money which I was so into like I think I was actually in a program in the pageant as a donor with stolen money how fucking drag is that bitch Miss Gay US of A contestant number 12 is is generously funded by Brian McCook at Dorothy's Boutique or whatever um, and it's like stolen fucking cash. That's just amazing. So did you get in trouble for stealing that money? No, I, I confessed. Like wow. dramatic. And you know what? I'm going to say like this is this maybe worth mentioning because I had, when I did that, that was the last secret I ever had. And that sounds so like dramatic and holly, like whatever. But um, it was like uh, the, that conversation that I had with my boss about, about, about it. I want to, I want to write a, like I write a story or do a scene about it. Cause it was really intense. It was really intense. I, I had a flashing white light moment. Like people like religious nuts talk about, Oh, you know, religious nutty zealots are like, I saw the beard of God in my oatmeal. Like that's what I, I walked away from that experience. Like, uh, first of all, with the psychological unburdening of, I have no secrets. My life is a total open book. When you're a drug addict, you have so many secrets. You're always lying. You're always trying to, you always wake up with this like, fuck, who did I tell this about? What do I need to hide today? What do I need to conceal? And we, you feel free. It was the complete and total liberation of self and no money. I was broke. It was literally saying, signing on to two years of being broke as a bitch. It was free, more, I've never felt more economically free in that moment. It was incredible. Well, I guess the hearing you talk about drugs surprises me because you've said you did uppers always to give you energy, but like you don't look to I me know. like somebody who needs energy. I know. No, I've, I, I'm so, I'm just so fear. I'm just afraid of being tired. I don't want to sleep. And I don't like eating either. I fucking hate food. Food sucks shit. Really? Yeah. Ugh. I don't like it that much. Now that you're working out more, don't you need to eat more? I know. Gainesville, Florida. You can't make the gains without stuffing that food in your fucking shitty face. <laughs> yeah. So did it. you need to replace know. drugs with something like caffeine or cigarettes or something? Well, I, or I smoke. I've smoked since I was 16, which is my ultimate, ultimate shame. The only thing I'm ashamed about anymore in my life. Cigarettes? Yeah. I smoke cigarettes. Um, I smoke weed. So I'm on the marijuana maintenance program as of now, which is in in the eyes of some very not okay. In the eyes of others, they don't give a shit. And for me, I don't. I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, and um, yeah, I don't know. I've always been hyper, hyperactive. Gymnastics. I had a trampoline. I had a trampoline. I had a trampoline. You know what I mean? I had a fucking trampoline. I was like, oh, there she is on the trampoline every day. That's great. Like people like me need to be on the trampoline. Put your fucking kid on the trampoline. <laughs> oh my god, we're almost out of time. But wait, let me before before we go. Can I say this one thing? Um, so Trixie and Katja show number 15 on Viceland. Also, um, um, oh, if anybody like, if any fans of mine are too young and listening to this, bitch, you've got to, when will this go up? 
In a week. Okay. The, it'll already have aired uh, At Home with Amy Sedaris. It's not a show I'm involved in at any, just other than being an ultra super crazy fan of hers. Um, it looks so good. I cannot wait to watch it. And I know that people, a lot of the majority of people who like me will love this show and think, and they'll just ditch me as a fan and then just go be her fan, which I would prefer. Um, they're like, it's so, I cannot wait to watch it. It keeps me from the news. What keeps you from the news? Today. What keeps you from the news today? Oh, you know my podcast? Okay, well, no, that's real. That's real. Yeah, that's the thing that's definitely going to keep you from the news because if you kill yourself, mom, there ain't no more podcasts. I'm here for the questions. Do you think about, like, death? Every day. Really? Yeah. Do you think about, like, how you'll die? Every No, I don't know. No, no, no. Not in, like, real life. But I think about, I think about suicide every day because I joke about it. And also, I've been, I've spent a ton of my life extremely suicidal. I tried to kill myself in the shittiest way. Back then, but I realized now that it was literally just so that I didn't have to do something that scared the living hell out of me. So it was because for some reason I didn't think I could say to my parents, who were, by the way, compassionately loving to the hilt, to the max, I couldn't say to them, hey guys, oh, so yikes, this thing, I cannot do it. I'm actually even considering suicide to get out of it. Can we work on this? So when you say you think about suicide every day, you think about the concept of suicide, but not thinking about actively killing yourself. That is a great and wonderful point. Absolutely. Okay. I, know, I hope I don't be, I'm not trying to be glib or flipping about like, I think about suicide every fucking day. Oh no, I just want to like clarify. Yeah. Have you like pre past attempts? Yeah, I've had, I tried to, like I said, and, the, and then I, it was never going to work, but it was like a cry for help. It was like a diversionary, diversion tactic. And then I had to spend um, like a week in a psych hospital, couldn't leave. And I was scared. It was enough. And then I just replaced one scary thing with a whole week of scary shit. So it was really crazy. And um, and I met a girl there, and then she killed herself. Speaking of suicide, yeah, she killed herself. Like, two, I found out uh, another girl uh, wrote me a letter uh, with in handwriting and said so and so killed herself. And I was like, thanks for sharing that. Uh, wow, it was awful. But that's the reality of it. Were these mentally, my mom's a psych nurse. She she's been working in psychiatric hospitals since she was fucking twenty years old, and she's uh, sixty now. Wow, were these pre Katya days? Oh yeah, wait, that was like thirteen, fourteen. Oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I don't know one fucking gay person over the age of forty who has not even once seriously who has not ever. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, I, there, rare is the person I found under over the age of forty who has not seriously considered suicide at one point. Uh, gay, a gay queer lesbian trans, especially trans. Yeah, I mean, the, the rights are huge. Yeah, because straight guys don't have to think about killing themselves. I mean, that's not true. They do a lot. Sorry, that was ignorant. <laughs> what if we just end the interview now? I'm yeah, kidding. I know. No, we should end on a suicidal note. Oh, no! Oh, my God, let's end on a suicide note. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Ooh, I'm getting nervous. <laughs> <laughs> the censors will not be happy with this, Jeffrey. You know, it's, it's just like, it's very funny meeting so many people that I've watched on TV or seen do live uh -huh. shows and seeing how different they are. And you're like, not at all. I know. I don't know. People say that all the time. I don't know if I should take that as a compliment or not. Um, I mean, people love Katya. So okay, I think so I that's, a, mass, that's a, good thing. I think it's a massive compliment. Ah. But um, I was like thinking on the, my walk here and I was like, you know, Katya has such a good dark sense of humor. And I like love that. Oh, I wonder I'm if Brian. <laughs> I can be cheerful. I can be very happy if you need me to, Bob. Bob. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, great. Okay. I, can you shake my hand? We're shaking hands right now. You can't see it. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, Trixie and Katya show November 15th and then All-Stars 3 sometime in the future it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be lit Crunk! how many episodes of Trixie and Katya are there eight sexy hot raw uncut juicy episodes of the Trixie and Katya show will be available and they're gonna put them on YouTube they'll put them on their, their digital site they're gonna put them on your mom's huge ass 
Great, thanks. <laughs> All right, big thanks to Katya for this. We talked about Trixie Mattel in the interview, and you can find our full interview with her a little bit further down in the feeds. If you liked this show, please leave a review on iTunes. And then while your phone is out, text like three of your best friends who also love Katya. It really helps us to spread the word. If you want to suggest a guest for the future, tweeting at me is the easiest way to do that. I tweet from at JeffMasters1. And you can also join the LGBTQ&A newsletter. You can do that at lgbtqpodcast.com. It's a great way to stay up to date on all of our interviews and live shows that we're doing. This podcast was co-launched at AfterBuzz TV, and it still hasn't forgotten that Macklemore thought he was gay because he could draw. We'll see you next week.